they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. We've shined up our boots and got some saddle soap. Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television is on the air. It's Wednesday night and we're back. We are back in the saddle again. Yes. Yes. Hey, I'm Pat Renwick. And as usual, we worked up a good one for you again tonight. Uh, first off, let me tell you that, uh, that this cowboy right here, some call him the Bearded Wonder, but I just call him, uh, I just call him uh, Whitaker. I just call him Whitaker. That works. This is my buddy Whitaker. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Hi. Woo! Headphones are slamming tonight. I know. I love it. It feels like we're in a a symphony orchestra. Good reverberation on those rack toms. It's a symphony orchestra of bass fishing talk shows right now. Mm-hmm. It's music to your ears. It is. Yes. Literally. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, also, uh, our buddy over here uh, on, the, uh, on the Facebook machine right now, remember uh, to get your questions in uh, on the Facebook for our pros coming up tonight. Uh, J.P. Hi. <laughs> J.P. Hi. He's over there. What up, guys? What up? What up? What up? What's going on? Let's do it. And uh, and of course the uh, the producer extraordinaire. That's that guy over there with the red hair. Is he going to pan to? That's himself? Andrew Ellenberger right there. Andy, where's it? <laughs> yeah. How come we're, why is the camera not cameraing? To the we got to show you guys. I want to show Andy and JP. Show yourself. Yeah, I want I want to highlight you guys. We're highlighting things here tonight. Highlight. Yeah, Bobby Bergren is in the house tonight. Yeah, Bobby B's over there with a mischievous Cheshire smile. <laughs> Bobby B's there and uh, and uh, Kyle Pascalo, our business manager, salesman extraordinaire in the house. It's a full house. The crowd is extra Absolutely loud tonight. crazy. Hey, you know, some good things are happening in the, uh, in the stray cast world. Um, we're growing up. We're, we're growing up. I, are we? Yeah, we're, we're growing okay. up. We're growing up and going we're growing up. up. We are extremely proud um, that we have just um, established a partnership with the world's leader in electronics. Uh, stray cast outdoor cartoon television is now part of the Lawrence electronics team. Give it up for the ranch. Woo! The 
Lawrence. Yes, thank you so much to Lawrence for for believing in us. We appreciate you immensely. Hey, a uh, big show tonight. Big show. Uh, first up, uh, an Indiana boy, a Hoosier daddy, the Check Smasher. Co- yeah, coming on uh, on the show first. The is the Check Smasher. You are right. Um, Bill Lowen coming in on the Skype machine. Yeah, yeah. Bill Lowen's first off the bat. He's batting. He's batting uh, lead off. Yes. Yeah, not clean up. Nope. But lead off. Uh, and then, coming to us, uh, he's in Tejas tonight. He's, he's on a mission, a recognizant mission in Tejas, off of his recent victory on the second stop of the Bassmaster Elite Series on Lake Okeechobee, old Tim Horton. We're proud to have Tim Horton on tonight. Yes! Timmy Horton. Coming on. We love it. We love it. Hey, so don't you go anywhere. We're going to work it up for you. Put those power poles down. When we get back, it's Bill Lowen right here on Straight Cast TV. Rageous Outdoors is quickly becoming the industry leader in tournament fishing apparel. There's no better way to represent your sponsors than with a Rageous jersey. At Rageous, you can get a short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatpants, the best prices in the industry. Rageous also offers club and team discounts, special high school and college prices. Our website is easy to navigate, and Rageous's staff will make the process quick and easy for you. Rageous Outdoors, offering high-quality tournament apparel for the weekend angle. Outfit yourself from head to toe. Check out Rageous online at www.rageous.com. Slayer Reel Tuning is Chicagoland's number one reel tuning expert. Whether you need your reel tuned up, souped up, or basic maintenance, Ben Botcher, the real slayer from SlayerReelTuning.com, has your reel needs covered. Ben is the official reel tuner of Stray Casts, and he can customize your reel to your exact specifications, like new ball bearings, drag washers, clean reels, and the latest and greatest handles. When it comes to reels, go to the best and contact Ben, the real slayer, and get your reel tuned to perfection and back in no time. Go to the website, SlayerReelTuning.com. That's SlayerReelTuning.com. I'm John DeMay with M Jigs. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your bait affixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a 4-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com.
Welcome back to Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. This is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Hey. And we are super stoked to bring to you a fellow Hoosier on the Skype machine right now. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Billy Lowen. Bill Lowen's right here. Yeah. Yes. That is you, Bill. What's going on, dude? Oh, nothing. Hanging out with you. Nice. Are are you in the Lowen uh, man cave down? Where are you at? I'm I'm in the cave right now. Nice. Excellent. I can take you. I can take you through the man cave later if you want. Yeah, we're definitely going to want a tour from you. There's no there's no there's no doubt about it. Yes. There's there's no doubt about there's it. A lot of deer heads in yeah. there. I think. Hey, we're, we're we're happy to have you back on the show. You know, today is actually um our one year uh of doing this uh, crazy maniacal bass fishing talk show. It's our one-year anniversary, Bill. Uh, awesome, man. Congratulations. Well, th- thank you very much. That's what we were looking for. We were, like, wanting you to <laughs> congratulate us and maybe send us something cool in the mail. That you know, was a softball. I, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. You guys get cool stuff all the time. I don't need to send you anything. That is true. That is, that is true. That is true. But, you know, you were, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Of course, you and I did the Bass Buzz Radio together many times, and you were on the, uh, on the Stray Cast show. I think it was the second or third episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yep. I, I mean, it, it was when we were still fresh. We're, we're figuring it out. You know, now we have it mastered. You know, we know exactly what we're doing now, Bill. You yeah, know, I bet know. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they say, so they say. But really, um, it's an honor to have you on, man, because you are, in my opinion, the model of consistency on the Elite Series, dude. You, you really are. You're, Ryan calls you, popcorn over here. He calls you the check smasher. The check smasher. Because <laughs> well, smashing them. You know, it's uh you know, they, they say that about being consistent and, and you know, consistently cashing checks and um you know, I think just my style of fishing sets me up um to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Um so that's kinda why I've been able to um do that and kinda get that reputation. When you say your style of fishing, you mean just catching five every tournament? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of, I, I, I guess that's not my goal to, uh, I shouldn't, I should say that is my goal to sit out to catch five um, and hopefully catch some big ones along the way. But, um, you know, growing up here on the Ohio River where there's not very many bass, um, you had to learn how to catch five all the time. And I have just kind of carried that over in my career that, I know if I grind long enough that I'm eventually going to catch five, and hopefully we're going to get paid. No, and I wasn't saying that sarcastically. I mean, that's amazing to yeah, be able to do it, that. It's, it, it's hard to do. It, I it mean, absolutely is. And I mean, look at the stats. You got you've you've basically fished about 118 derbies in your BASS career, and you, you've been in the money 83 times. 83 times. Awesome. Wow. I don't. I mean, that's you're like you're like batting. What is that? Like 750 or something? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty good, Bill. Did you know that, actually? I, you know what? I have never really sat down and, and, and seen the numbers or heard the numbers like that. But when you all talk about it, it's uh, it even makes me, I mean, and, and we're talking about me, makes me kind of amazed that that's what's going. You know, like you said, if that's a batting average, um, we're hitting a 750. But I'd like to add some home runs to that. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. You're in the Hall of Fame with those numbers, yeah, for sure. You sure are, man. I mean, you got... Look, you're consistent this year too. Well, you were 13th on Okeechobee, 28th on Cherokee. Um, 
I mean, dude, you're you're out of the bat. You're out of the. You're, you're strong. You're in seventh place in AOI right now. We're saying you got a chance, Bill. We we got a chance. We just need to keep that rolling. Um, you know, the schedule um, sets up fairly decent for me this year. It looks like we're gonna have a lot of shallow junk fishing type events, um, which is always good for me. Um, and I'm very comfortable on a lot of places that we've been. The only one that it's kind of going to throw me a curveball this year is Ross Barnett because I've never been there. But I'm hoping to try to get down there and practice before I make it to the Classic. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're, 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 we got you, dude. We got you. We're behind you all the way on this one. Please, please believe us there. Hey, I mean, <laughs> go, going back to the, to the model of consistency, Bill, you, you, have, a, you have a style of fishing, which, uh, which Ryan uh, reiterated on is catching five. But you, you historically like to throw, um, throw little baits, don't you? You know, a lot of times um, when you check out my rods, I'm going to have little jigs, little spinner baits, um, little crank baits, just baits that I feel are going to catch a lot of fish, going to catch a lot of fish in that two to three pound class range. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, being raised here in Ohio, on the Ohio River, that is what we grew up fishing. We grew, I grew up learning how to get a bite. Um, and then were the type of baits that I used. And, and it's been no different. Um, in my career, you know, I've told you this story a million times when I first started, all my buddies wanted to know how I was going to go out there and compete all over the country. And I told them, I said, Hey, look, if I can't go out there and compete the way that I fished, then I don't need to be there anyway. So my very first year on, on the tour, I fished my style. I fished my way with my style baits, um, finished 25th in the points, made the classic my first year. And my second year, I strayed away from that and had the worst year of my career. Um, so ever since then, I told my wife, I said, we're going to fish the way I fish. It's either going to work out or it's not. And uh, up to this point, 11 years, it's, it's worked out just fine. And, and, a, and a million something bucks later, Billy Dollar Bill, million dollar Bill Lowen. Yeah, I'd like to know where all that went. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. It's there somewhere. But you know what's cool about you throwing those little baits, too, is you still throw them on man tackle. You know, you're throwing. Uh, I, I do throw them on man tackle, you know, and, and, I, and I, I, yeah, guys hear me say that I'm a, what I consider a finesse power fisherman, you know, and all my baits have been set up for that. You know, my, we talk about my small finesse jigs, but they got, you know, from lure parts online, but they got really stout hooks in them. A little jig that you can throw on 20 pound line and a big flipping stick. You know what I mean? To me, that is finesse power fishing at its finest. You're going to get a lot of bites, and when they bite, you're going to be able to put them in the boat. Yeah, He's speaking my language. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what we do here too, man. Yeah, uh, there's no need to throw that stuff on the sissy sticks. No, as long as it's got the hook, you know, as long as it's got a strong hook, you can throw it on a heavy rod. And they're limit that's getters. The yeah. And it goes back to Rick Clun's philosophy. Let's go all the way back. Look at the him winning the classic. I think in in '76, maybe on the little honeybee. You know. Exactly. You know, Clun had the same philosophy as you did um, years back. You know, get that, get those limit getters. And when, you know, when I did that, I was like two years old. Yeah, well, you know, but <laughs> we got to remember, Bill. I mean, right. it's history. It's passing history. It's Rick Clun for crying out loud. Yeah, he's the man. He's the dude. He's the dude. Hey, let's talk about swim jigs, man. You love to throw those swim jigs, Bill. And, and and you got a pretty cool setup for throwing them as far as your your rod and reel and the line combo and but the the swim jig you're throwing um is actually pretty unique. You told me there's some 
pretty special attributes about it. Why don't you describe that uh, that swim jig to us? Well, you know, I, I've always been a, a swim jig fanatic, if you want to say it like that. Um, you know, I feel like swim jig originated up in the northern states, you know, on the Mississippi River and places like that. And the swim jigs always had a, a what I considered a light wire hook in it. You know, and here's going back to let's throw small baits on man tackle. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted a swim jig that had a um, very stout hook in it, you know, and that's exactly what we use today. Um, you know, I got a new signature series jig from Lure Parts Online. Um, and everything that I've always wanted in a swim jig is exactly what we put into that. You know, we, we have it balanced perfectly so the jig runs straight in the water. The worst thing you can have is a swim jig that lays on its side um, as it's coming through the water. It's awesome. Um, so we've put all the weight to the bottom of the jig so it stays balanced. Um, like I said, it's very important to have that jig stay straight up and down because if it's laying on its side and that fish gets it, you're going to jerk that bait right out of that fish's mouth. So it's very important to have that jig running straight up so you hook him in the roof of the mouth all the time. Every time. Now, is that jig, is it designed for 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 grass, for for wood, for, for it, both? It's it's designed for all the above. You know, we put a chin on it, which I consider is like the bottom of your bass boat. Sure. Uh, so it, you don't have to fight to keep it up in the water column. And when you get it on some cover, it's going to come right through it. The other thing we did is we put a big eyeball on it. You know, everything in nature that bass feed on, whether it be shad or bluegill, um, herring, whatever it may be, they all have a big eye. Um, so why not, if we're trying to mimic a bait fish or a brim or something like that, why not have a big eye on it? Um, so we've put a, the biggest eye that we could get in the head, um, you know, in the quarter ounce and the three eighths um, to make it work. Just like we saw on uh, on Cherokee with everybody throwing yeah. that moon eye jig. The eye made a difference. Yeah, it, it's no different. The eyes had it. That's, exactly. Yeah, the, the eyes had it. That's what the, that's what they said. Were you you weren't doing any of that, were you? You weren't throwing those crappie baits, were you? Well, I went out there and I tried to do all that, which that's not my style. Um, and after the, on the last day of practice, after not having anything going, I said, you better take your butt up the river. And I ran up the river as far as I could, got out the jigs and the flat sided baits. And, um, in about 10 minutes, I would have had about 12 pounds. And I was like, well, I looks like I know where I'm coming. So I spent the next three days up the river fishing my style. Um, I lost a couple key bites in that event that would have moved me up. Um, would I made the top 12? I'm not sure, but would have definitely had a better event than I did. But with that being said, I'm, with the conditions we had, I'm not complaining about how I finished at all. You, you danced with who brung you once again. Exactly. You, you did. Hey, I got a little uh, another interesting tidbit here. Actually, JP has it for you. Do you know how many pounds of bass you've caught in your BASS career? I have no idea. Well, we know. We're going to tell you right now, Bill Owen. It's outstanding. JP, how many pounds of fish has he caught? 4,304 pounds. 4,304 pounds of bass. Nice. Imagine if that was Long John Silver's cod fillets. Right. How well you would be doing. Per pound of bass. Yeah. With no bucks. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be doing all right. You'd be, Bill. You're a, you're a uh, you're a doctor of the cranker. You are a Crankenstein, and and you love to throw those crankbaits um, from early season all the way up until the end of the year. Now, can you kind of bring us through? Um, early season cranking the type of baits you use into the uh into the the pre-spawn into the spawn and into the summer i know it's a lot of info there but can you kind of give us a synopsis of early season through fall cranking 
Well, you know, that is a, is a lot of information to try to give out there, but it's actually pretty simple. You know, um, I throw a lot of handmade balsa baits. Um, when the money's on the line, I feel like balsa excels the best. Um, I use a pH custom lures. We do uh, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so pH custom lures is going to be, if not already, the number one balsa bait in the country, um, which I believe it probably already is. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. But with, with that being said, um, with cranking all year long, um, there's certain tools for the job. You know, we can talk about um, early spring or late winter, however you want to word that. Um, <clears throat> nothing excels better than a flat-sided bait. You know, we got, I have a brand new bait this year. It's the Signature Series um, PH Custom Lures Flat Bait. It's called a dollar bill. Um, and that is exactly what you want when the water's cold. You want a flat bait that has a tight wiggle. Um, it's going to excel better than, you know, baits that have wide wiggles. So remember, when the water's cold, get you a flat bait, something with a tight wiggle. And then as the water progresses, you know, into the pre-spawn, into the spawn, and as that water warms up, that's when you're going to start wanting to graduate into square build type crankbaits um, and things like that. Now, there's a big misconception that flat baits only excel in the wintertime. And I'm here to tell you that I throw a flat bait all year long. Just because most guys quit throwing a flat bait at that time. Of year. I do. I never throw a flat side in the summer. Well, why not? I, I don't know because they were, they taught <laughs> me not to, Bill. Right. Was... <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that don't put that flat bait away. Um, just kind of, you know, you're going to be working that bait faster than you are when the water's cold. Um, you're going to be able to keep that flat bait in the cover a lot longer than you can a square bill because it doesn't have the buoyancy of a square bill. That's where... <clears throat> that flat bait excels for me is when I kill it around a lay down or kill it around a stump, it almost suspends in place. Then I can start twitching and manipulating it with the rod and get bites that you're maybe not going to get on that square bill as it's just burning by. So kind of remember, don't put the flat baits away, but as that water warms up, you're going to start wanting to use more square bills, more fast moving baits. And then as the year progresses into the fall and we start getting the shad migration and the fish start coming back shallow. Um, you know, square bills are going to work really good, but when that water starts cooling off, is when we go back to the flat bait again. Back um, to the when flat shad side. start getting up there. Um, so, if I had to tell you what to go out there and get to crank to get you through the season, get you some flat baits and get you some square bills. And if you're a shallow water guy like me, that's going to cover everything that you need to cover. Nice. Bill, get, give me a temperature when you say uh, when you say when the water starts warming up. When, what what's a what's a good uh, temperature range when you'll stop when you'll stray away from the flat side and go to the more traditional one? Well, when we when I when I say water temperatures, I'm going to say when it gets to that 57 to 58 degree, closer to 60, is when I'll start reaching for that square bill. Okay. Up to that point, I don't feel like I feel like the flat bait is the absolute perfect tool for the job. And once it gets into that close to them 60 degrees and on, um, then you're typically going to want to reach for a square bill. Um, you know, that's kind of the rule of thumb. And then in the fall, when that water starts to start to cool back off and gets back down into the 50s, then by all means, reach for that flat bait again. Okay, nice. Are, are, do you subscribe to the, to the Fred Young or the Ricky Clun school of burning square bills in the summer? Are you, are you fishing them as fast as you can? Yeah, typically we do burn them as fast as we can in the summertime. Um, and, and a lot of times we catch a lot of fish on a square bill, burning it over open water where the bait's not hitting anything. No no grass, no lay downs, no nothing. A lot of times 
what we've seen is in the summertime, them bluegills get out there and suspend. You know, they may be over 20 foot of water, but they're suspended down six or eight foot. And that's where we'll burn that crankbait as fast as we can um, through there. And all they think it is is a bluegill trying to get away. Sure. Um, so don't think that your bait necessarily has to be hitting the bottom um, because by all means it doesn't have to. So now, you basically want to scare the hell out of them. Yeah. You're yeah, right. or, or scare them into biting. Either way, however you want to look. <laughs> when do you determine to throw a plastic square bill as opposed to a a balsa? Well, how do you know? Here, here's here's how I decide, and and I don't know if you guys are aware about this or not, but I have a signature series square bill that is a plastic square bill that was designed by a company called IMA, um, and what I wanted was a plastic bait that acted like balsa. Okay. And that's exactly what we got with the IMA square bill. But with that being said, that bait was only designed to run about three foot deep. Okay. okay? Um, so it's an extremely shallow square bill that's made out of plastic that acts like balsa. Um, that would be when I want something that I can fish shallow is when I would reach for that bait. Okay. The only other time that I'm going to reach for a plastic square bill is when I want to get a square bill that goes a little deeper. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about using that pH custom lures and the little hunter and the tiny hunter and things like that. And balsa is very buoyant, okay? So you have a hard time getting balsa deep, okay? So most of the pH square bills are going to run at a maximum depth of about five foot, if you can even get one to five foot, just because it has so much buoyancy. Sure. So if I'm in a situation, let's say a, a bull shoals or a table rock or somewhere where I want to get a square bill a little bit deeper in that five to seven foot depth range, that's when I'm going to reach for a plastic square bill. Gotcha. Now, do you think that that plastic square bills might excel in grass situations better than a wood square bill? Well, here's, here's why I throw balsa so much is because they have a natural hunting action. And for our listeners that don't know what a hunting action is, that is when you're reeling your crankbait through the water and it's coming through straight, the natural hunting action will make it jump off to the left or jump off to the right but always come back to center, okay? That is what you get with a balsa bait, and that's what triggers reaction bites, okay? With a plastic bait, a lot of times, that bait will just run straight through the water, straight as an arrow. Now, you're, you're going to get some plastic baits that hunt, but for the most part, they're just going to run straight through the water and never have that hunting action. So that's why I prefer balsa over plastic, to get that reaction bite or trigger that bite that you might not get with a plastic bait. But as far as... Um, do I feel like plastic excels over balsa in the grass? Absolutely not. Um, I, I feel like if I can throw balsa, um, then that's what I'm going to reach for. I'm with you, Bill. Give me a high five on the Skype. Absolutely. We, we got it right there. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. Yeah! Right there. yeah! <laughs> hey, uh, you and I have had this discussion before about color and how bass fishermen seem to overcomplicate things all the time in regards to choosing colors for their baits. So why don't you give us the Bill Lowen philosophy on that? Well, we talking cranking here. We talking soft plastic. Let's go. Let's go across the board, man. I mean, I think it, people complicate everything in regards well, to color. I think so. And I always say that I feel like colors are to catch fishermen. Okay. But with that being said, I feel like an angler, uh, myself included, fishes a lot better when he has a hundred percent confidence in what he's throwing. I think that's why, um, guys feel like they have to have that black and blue jig with them two strands of chartreuse in it because it gives them the confidence they need to catch a fish, okay? And I feel like if you got confidence in it, you can throw it in a mud puddle and catch one. <laughs> you know, 
um, I'm sure you guys feel the same way because I know we all got our little niche colors that we got to have. But as far as keeping it simple, um, I look at it like this. If I'm fishing, flipping a jig or swimming a jig um, or throwing a finesse jig, whatever it may be, if you got something in black and blue in that color heel, if you got something in green pumpkin, or if you got something in, you know, some type of shaddy color like a white, if you got those three colors, I feel like you can go anywhere in the country um, and catch a bass, okay? Now, if we start talking about crankbaiting, um, for me, being a shallow water guy, cranking all the time, it's pretty simple. I use something chartreuse or something white or pearl, you know, something, um, and you could go all over the country with those two colors. Um, Spinner baits are no different, white or white and chartreuse, or sometimes a black. Um, but here's what I always say: keep it as simple as possible, um, and you're gonna you're gonna have, you don't you don't have to carry as much stuff in your boat. Um, and a lot of times, it's gonna keep you from getting confused. Which, as fishermen, we get confused very easy. Yeah, we do. I'm confused right now. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Why is red such a good color in the spring? Why is red so, an essential color in the spring? You know, I hear that crawfish are red, they're orange, um, they're coming out and they're molten and things like that. Um, I don't know if that's true. Here's all I know is if you're in the boat with somebody and you're not throwing red in the spring, you're probably going to get your tail kicked in. Isn't that crazy? I don't understand <laughs> it either. It's uh, it's absolutely crazy. I had some buddies over here tonight in the shop and they're getting ready for their springtime events and they're like, oh, man, you got any red crankbaits I can have? And I'm like, well, here's some pH lures. And they're all trying to take them. And I'm like, you guys got all red, nothing but red. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I feel like if you go anywhere in the country during the springtime and you don't have red, um, you've lost your mind. Yeah. So you, you, have a, uh, you, have a, you have a swim bait head out that's, that's incredible. I, I, I got to talk about it. You're not allowed to um, talk about that. This, uh, this, it's for sale. I bought some, um, but I got a chance to try it out. We've had some warm weather, and I, I went. We went out, you know, hitting some ponds and whatnot. And we got on a pond where we're just catching the crap out of them. And I was like, "Oh, this is a good time to try this thing out." Because I was throwing just a jig head on a swim bait, and I pulled one of those out to try it. And I was using a, a paddle tail swim bait, like a four inch, and hooked up that head of yours with a treble hook, and I must have caught. I don't know, 12 or 15 bass and never ruined that swim bait. And uh, these, these swim baits are so soft and they tear up and they're expensive. And I was able to just catch them on one. And I never had to really set the hook. That thing was amazing. Just thanks well, for making that thing. It's, well, it's so cool, man. I'm really glad to hear that. That's kind of one of the first, um, I guess, feedback that I've got on that head from another angler that's using it. Um and that's exactly what we experienced when I designed that bait. You know, I think the first time I used it, I caught 15 fish on one swim bait, and that's unheard of. Yeah. Typically, typically you're one or two bites, um, and the swim bait's ruined, you know. Um, so that's awesome, and I'm glad that you're, you're pleased with that. I think as more and more guys start to use it, um, they're going to be shocked, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be long before guys start knocking that head off, which that's <laughs> just the industry, and that's the way it's going to be, but... When you make a good product, other people are going to want it. Yeah. And the the action on the bait too is so much more intense. You know when it, well, you can I put that like treble right up there. You know against yeah, the head. I feel like when you're sticking a jig head, and that's where I struggled with a swim bait. Even the smaller type swim baits is I never felt like I truly had a head that you can put in that. You know, once you put a jig head in there with a hook in it, you kind of give the you you basically put a stick in the swim bait and kind of yep. kill the action in it. You know, with 
with that, you know, that line slipping through that head and that little treble hook in the back, you basically taking the backbone out of that swim bait and uh, you get more action than I feel you would if you had a jig head in it. And where can people find that swim bait if they want to um, pick some up? You can find that at Lure Parts Online. Um, and, you know, it's called a slip shad. And, and, and what's so cool about Lure Parts Online, and I don't want to make this sound like a Lure Parts Online commercial, but you can get great quality products, you know, like the slip shad or, you know, my new finesse jigs and things like that. Um, and when it's all said and done and you buy a head and a skirt, you're about a dollar fifty. Right. Um, on a jig so how can you get a great quality jig for a buck 50 i mean that's hard to beat yeah it's a great store and if you want to find it this is how i found it go to lureparts.online.com <laughs> and click on new products new products <laughs> that's the easiest way hey bill we have some questions from the uh from the facebook audience for you right. uh, uh jp uh what do, what do we got over there we got uh phil gordon watching he says bill what's your all-time favorite jig trailer well, I guess that's uh, that's like the million dollar question. Uh, <laughs> and if I had to pick one, um, and they said, "Hey, you know, this is going to be the, the the chunk that I'm going to use um, for the rest of my life," it would probably be a pack of crawl. Um, okay, and you might ask yourself, why would that be your choice? Um, that trailer would give you the option of fishing your jig in a traditional manner, or being able to swim it um, and still get the right action that you need. Um, so if I had to pick one, um, and there's tons of good trailers out there that would work, but if I only had to pick one, I'd want one that would be versatile, um, and I feel like that pack-of-cross-type trailer would be the one. There you go, Philip. It's the pack-of-crawl. What else, JP? Who else has some questions for Bill? Uh, Jim O'Neill's wondering, what do you think is going to win the Classic? What do you what do I think is going to win, or how much is it going to take to win? How much is it going to take to win? Boy, that's going to be hard to say. You know, Texas is full of big bass. I think Lake Conroe has a lot of big bass in it, um, but I don't think Lake Conroe has the numbers. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to say for sure it's going to take 20 pounds a day. Um, probably could take even more than that, but I'd say for sure at least 20 a day um, is what you're going to need to shoot for. 20 a day. A good, a good, consistent average, right there. Hey, Bill, uh, you ever, uh, you ever play uh, bass fishing games? Um, no, not typically. Yeah. I watch the kids play them, but for me, I typically don't. Well, we're gonna play a bass fishing game show right now. Great, and you're a contestant right now <laughs> on the bass and match game. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we got them right here. Aha. Welcome to the Bass and Match Game with Bassmaster Elite Series Tour Pro, Bill Lowen. Bill, I'm going to give you some words, and you tell me the first thing that pops into that bass and brain ears. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess no, so. No, you better be. The first word to you, Bill, is backstrap. Backstrap. Uh, deer. White-tailed deer. White-tailed deer. That's a delicacy in the Lowen household, correct? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip? Yes. Uh, cheesecake. Cheesecake! <laughs> cool whip cheesecake on Bill Owen's mind. Bassin Madness. Bassin, Bassin Madness. Bassin Madness. Bassin Madness. Uh, every day that we take off for an elite tournament. Every day you take off for an elite tournament. Should they bring back shotgun starts? Um, I don't think so because some of our guys are out of control. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nick, who's out of control? Like, who's a, who's a daredevil? Uh, I'm not going to answer that. Come on, not Skeet no Reese, right? Uh-uh. Is it Skeet nope. Reese? Nah, probably not. He's too laid back. Yeah, he's black and yellow. <laughs> uh, vintage delight. Vintage delight. Vintage delight. Um, old time Bagley's. Old time ba- Another high- sky pie five. Sky pie five or below it. Uh, Goldfinger. 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 Yeah, I got nothing. You got no- Goldfinger. I-, I got nothing. Come on, Bill. You got to be on your toes. Um. Yeah, I've lost. You were batting a thousand. You were batting a thousand. The last one to Bill Lowen is broomstick. Broomstick. That that would be my flipping rod. That's the Bill Lowen flip stick right there. The old broomstick. Congratulations, Bill. That was that was outstanding for your first time on a bass fishing game show. Got a ninety percent. Yeah, you batted seven fifty, just like your uh, tournaments. Yeah, but did I win anything? Yes, you did. That, what would that that's what you won. No, like, that was oh, it. Thanks, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no problem. We, oh. we, <laughs> Congratulations, Bill. Yeah, Bill, we, you won. We're, we're going to, you know, next time that you're given a seminar, when I announce that you're giving out dollar bills to the first uh, 100 people that come to your seminar, I'll give out the dollar bill so you don't have to this time. We almost got you to do that one time. Yeah, you did. I thought you were still <laughs> mad at me for that, but I, but I guess oh. not. Bill doesn't hold a grudge. What's a, what's a better nickname for you, Turtle Lowen or Dollar Bill Lowen? What do you like better? Well, Turtle's been forever, but I think this whole Dollar Bill thing's kind of has has stuck, and I think that's probably what's gonna um, go down in history. Is that Jen back there? I right hear. Yeah, she's over there. Could you could you please tell her thank you for setting this whole Skype machine thing up for us? Well, you know what. There's a lot of stuff. You're welcome. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and there's absolutely no way that um, I could do it without her, that's for sure. Bass and Wives, man. It's a new series this fall on ESPN. Absolutely. It should be. Bass and Wives. You got Basketball Wives and all that other BS. You need Bass and Wives. That's right. A, that's a good show, dude. There you go, man. They, they keep you guys glued. You know yeah, what I'm saying? For sure. Like I said, there's no way that I can do it without her. And I'm sure some of the other guys feel exactly the same way. Um, that's our support crew. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. You've been at this uh, 11 years. What's your uh, What's in store for Bill Owen in the next 10 years? Well, you know, um, I always hear guys talk about, you know, I want to be the best angler there is in the world, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I don't feel like that. You know what I mean? Guys say, man, you're, you're, you are one of the best anglers in the world. And, and I don't feel like that. I just feel like the average Joe. Um, guy out there but for me in the next 10 years um you know even up to this point in my career um to be able to make a living doing what i love um to be able to support my family and be the best ambassador for this sport that i can be you know that's kind of always been my goal um up to this point and it'll be my goal till till i retire um so with that being said as long as i can you know support this family and and you know pass this sport on in the future um that's that's what's in store for bill owen absolutely man Ten more classics yes it, it, and we look forward to your progression man because i i i feel very confident there's a lot more to come from you man in the years to come dude and well i'm gonna keep grinding it out like we have up to this point and hopefully uh lord willing it'll all work out I, I, and I, i'll bet it will hey and uh 
I'm going to come visit you on the uh, on the Elite Series uh, summer break, and you and I are going to go wind some square bills. What do you think? Hey, I'm in, man. I know I, you want to come I, out I, here, too. Secret River up there that you've been holding out on. Don't talk about that. Well, I'm, I'm ready to come see it. Okay, cool. We're going to do it this summer. Bill, thank you so much for uh, for coming on uh, Stray Cast again, dude, and hanging out with us knuckleheads. You don't know how much we appreciate it. Man. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and anytime, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you guys. All right, and again, thanks, thanks to man. the entire Lowen family. Bill, knock them out the rest of the year. All right, buddy. Y'all have a good night. You can do it, Bill. Win, win that classic. Win that, ladies and yes. gentlemen, Bill Lowen right here on Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Hey. Don't go nowhere. Put those power poles down. We're coming back with the big O winner, Timmy Horton, coming up next right here on Stray Cast. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Stray Cast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace.